All right, guys, here we go. Huge episode of the Northeast Podcast. We're back with our Skyfall Bond rewatch. We talk Squid Game, The Lost Symbol, Ozark trailer, and the Mario movie. Here we go, Northeast Podcast. Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? I feel really good after the sports cast. Hey, the sports was fun. We're in a good mood. Let's keep it rolling. We are in a good place and we got lots to talk about. And since things are going so well for us, let's make it even better by giving us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nord East Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nord East Podcast directly to your phone or your device. Yeah, thank you. Each and every that. week. For doing that right now. For free. Yeah, please do, do it. All right, guys, if you're driving, we are drinking a huge beer, and that's because it's a bunch of our friends who made it. It's Modest and Dangerous Man in collaboration with the Ballpark Cafe at the State Fair. This is their Minnesota Brew Together Peaches and Cream Milkshake IPA. This thing is um, Uh, real big. uh, Big? It's too much. It's too much. I I don't enjoy it. I'm sorry. Normally, we... I I mean, you know, I'm glad you got it. Eric, I don't want to like you know poo-poo that, but it's not like a super fun beer. Yeah, drink. sorry you wasted your money. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's yeah, a milkshake yeah. IPA, and we're kind of over those, but um, we had to give this one a try. It's so. also like one of the most intense milkshake IPAs. There is nothing subtle about this beer. Oh, yeah, no. oh wait, never mind. It's just a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> it would not surprise me. Yeah, yeah, um, whatever. But we're gonna we're gonna drink it. We got side sippers, anyways. It's all good. I don't think the State Fair has ever come out with a beer where we were like. Wow. Yeah. Need to have that one. I know. What's up with that? It's like key lime pie bullshit with like fizzy pop fucking candies in it and shit. It's like, you know. They're trying to make a beer that costs the least amount that they can produce, you know, 100 kegs of. Right. To go through in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyways, we still, hey, these are fantastic breweries. It's all good. Okay. Uh, Moving on, guys. Here we go. We're going to start with Do We Care? And what we do care about is Disney Plus's uh, Disney Plus Day, which is happening on November 12th this year. Uh, And there's a bunch of things that got got announced. There's going to be a bunch of specials and trailers that are going to drop that day. A bunch of news. Also, uh, Shang-Chi and Jungle Cruise, two of their big movies that are currently in theaters, are going to stream for just that one day on Disney+. And I will probably, I will watch, obviously, Shang-Chi first, if I haven't already seen it. Uh, And I'm also going to watch Jungle Cruise that day. So Because you love The Rock. I love The Rock. Um, I like, you know, I like big fucking pop culture movies. Just out of curiosity, I need to see it. You know what I mean? Not that I'm expecting to love it, but I will watch it. Uh, it's for yeah. the pot. But yeah, I mean, so if I haven't somehow haven't made it to the theaters yet for Shang-Chi, which I am trying to, it's in the works, Eric, we're, we're, we're working on something, Ryan, yeah. we'll talk. Um, if not, I'll watch it right away on that day. I can't wait. The 12th, November 12th. Let's go. I think I'm saving my movie day for Bond. Our Bond. later segment, Bond. Okay. That's true. Oh, shit. Yeah. So uh, we found out that uh, Fantastic Beasts... Uh, newest movie, the third installment, has a title, and that is Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. I think that this is such a good move. Eric's Eric's wet dream. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't be a better title for Eric. The only way it could be a better title is if it was Fantastic Beasts... We know we messed up by making Eddie Redmayne the focus of this series. <laughs> so now we are going to self-correct and we're going to go to Yumbledore. Yeah, it's all about Yumbledore. Uh, yeah, I was actually going to make a similar joke. Be like, Fantastic Beasts, colon, we regret that there's Fantastic Beasts 
as yeah. a subtitle on here. What, what is um, his name? Newt Scamander? Who gives a shit? Oh, my God. Who cares? How did they butcher that so badly? They literally had, like, all they of the They just thought cool... about the toys they could make from the different fantastic beasts that they'd bring in. I think that when you your first thought is merchandise, you usually make bad things. You, end you up need to make something good and then add and merchandise to it, not vice versa. And so I think this was a stupid decision by them. Um, but I think they're gonna they're trying to fix it. And so I thought that two was a big step up from one, which was pretty unwatchable. I think Newt Scamander is gonna die like in the first ten minutes of it. Like horribly, oh, that'd be like great. one of his fantastic beasts is going to crush him. You're going to see like his eyeball pop out of his socket, everything. And then they're going to move on. No, see, I think what would be awesome is if, uh, what's the guy, um, who's the villain? Johnny Depp. Yeah, but he's out of it now. Oh, yeah, they yeah. recast Mads. Mads. It's Mickelson. funny. They took it away from Johnny Depp because what's her face came out and said, he beat me and mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And then the judge was like, no, he didn't. That's like you were lying and now you're in trouble. Yeah, Amber Heard. Amber Heard, and now she's, like, losing jobs, and Johnny Depp is, like, fine, but he lost a huge job in the meantime, so... And she, like, pooped in his bed. Yeah, she... Allegedly. <sighs> that was a whole weird Let's thing. Let's move on. I Man. don't want to talk about poop right now. Let's Man. move on to the movie. Yeah, so anyways... So, yeah, I guess I want, Mads Mikkelsen I, I guess I want be... Mads Mikkelsen to get his big introduction, and we really believe he's really evil, because he murders most of the Fantastic Beasts and Newt. <laughs> yes. And just kills all of them, and then they're like, he turns to the screen and, like, steps onto a set suddenly, and you can tell that he's on a set, and he's like, we want to apologize yeah. from Warner Brothers to you. Can I actually do the the Mads impression? We want to apologize. That's why. <laughs> you can't turn the subtitles on now. You don't actually understand anything I will say. <laughs> so it's coming out April 15th. Also weirdly Norwegian. Yeah, everything. Everything comes back. <laughs> April 15th, 2022 is when that's coming out. So we are, you know, six-ish months away, seven months away from that, which is exciting. I, I want more Harry Potter. I think that they have kind of blown it for almost 10 years now with an IP that just seems like it's got the ability to just print money. Mm-hmm. And somehow they've like turned the money machine off. Uh, I think a lot of people hate J.K. Rowling now. And so I think they just need to distance themselves from her and just go on their own direction with the best writers. Okay. I think they should do that. Do we care? Well, this is a good thing. I mean... I care. You care. It's coming out, what, April? April 2022? Yeah. Here it comes. All right. In very uh, important news, William Shatner is going to space on Jeff Bezos's rocket. Yeah. Is he going this time? You think Bezos will go again, or they'll just also, he'll just send up Shatner? Just for the listeners' sake, that's not a euphemism, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. This, he's no. actually going on. Blue, he's literally Blue going to the quote edge of space because yeah. the real astronauts were like, "No, that wasn't space. We're not going to call you." They're like, we we accept you as a space explorer. We not grant you the title of astronaut. Of astronaut. Yeah. Like, this is unfair. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I don't I, care, I don't care at this. all. This is such a waste of money. I I'm know. so sick of these people like going on a fancy plane ride and like we're all supposed to just care about it. I don't care at all. Care. At all. Fair what did enough. he say? What did he say on Star Trek? What was his like line? Space. There's the final frontier. Something in the wing. Some thing. Different show? That's Ace Ventura. That's, that's, that's Ace Ventura <laughs> quoting an old Twilight zone episode that shatner was in something yeah. <laughs> all right uh this is some good news oh ewan mcgregor has said that obi-wan has wrapped filming and he's claiming that the show will not disappoint well that's exciting for me because you know where my expectations are for the show i'm really excited about that i th- i'm i feel um like this show is a must hit and it will 
Yeah, it's going to be the greatest. Well, now Ewan McGregor has confirmed that it will be the greatest TV show of all time. So that's really good. That's what I'm expecting. And he said it won't disappoint. And so, therefore, it's going to be the greatest ever. It's 100. It's 100 out of 100. Uh, I will revolutionize television forever. And I just couldn't be more excited for it. I would There's like, no way I'll be disappointed. You and McGregor just said I wouldn't. So When we get Ewan on the pod, one of the questions I want to ask him is, like, how did he leave Star Wars with George Lucas? Like, how did he feel about his character, right? Yeah. After the movie finally aired, um, the direction of the story, the you know, all the bows that were tied on the ends of things. How did he feel about that versus, yeah. like, how did he feel leaving the set of obi-wan the show mm. right is it does do he feel does he feel a lot better about it like it, it feels more transformative or it's a more engrossing look at obi-wan as a character so we'll talk to him about that in the upcoming future but i always wondered when you come back to like recreate the character again like you know mark hamill right you know how how did he feel you know the first set of movies versus the right last and he one. you know famously like after the last jedi was like very like as vocal as Disney would sort of allow him to be, that he didn't like the direction of the character. Yeah. Um, yep. And then, you know, so... But then he loved his, like, cameo coming back as Luke to do the to do the whatever. I don't think he fucking did anything. He was just there. And then they did a bunch of CG for his Mandalorian cameo. But Yeah. Um, that's a great question. We'll have to get you in on the pod. I'll, I'll shoot him a, a DM. See if he's available. Yeah. Should be. All right. He just uh, finished filming. So. Back here a lot, a lot. Oh, God. Any Marvel so or much. Star Wars show on Disney Plus at this point is... It's top wait, tier. I'm sorry. That's live action. Is <laughs> must. Watch. Is that a teaser for things to come? I don't. I know. I'm just done with like. I, I, didn't even, I didn't even watch What If. You didn't. I didn't even it's attempt. Fine. I didn't even attempt to watch it. Oh. I just wasn't even interested. It's fine. My kids love it. Um. All right. So we all care, of course. Next up, a uh, show that is one of the best on TV. It's coming back, and we now know when it's coming back. That is Ozark, where we got a teaser. Uh, talking about Ozark season four, and we know it's going to be broken up into part one and part two, which I kind of like that. Do you really to get yeah. like four and four? Yeah, or maybe five. I think and five? I, I think I like it. I, I it's kind of frustrating when they leave you on a cliffhanger, um, but and then you're like, oh sweet, six months later. Yeah, I think like it, it's kind of like if you get a band that you like, and they're like, we're going to drop two albums in in the next year, and you're kind of like, all right, I'm, that's pretty sweet. Uh, I don't know. I like it. I think it's going to be fun. And I think Ozark, it's not always easy to watch. I think it's actually kind of hard to watch sometimes. It's it's like pretty stressful. Yep. Um, it's a lot of like, uh, there's a hole in the boat and you plug the hole and then another hole, you know, <laughs> yeah. starts up and then you try to plug that one and then another hole does. It's, that's it's like the like, whole time the boat is sinking. You're just yeah. watching a sinking boat. You're just yeah. trying to like, someone's bailing water out of a sinking boat. Like that's kind of what the show is. I like that analogy. And it... it keeps you on the edge of your seat but it, it kind of like tires you out as well um but jason bateman that's yes. his name right i mean i just can't believe the transformation from him as kind of like a like a straight man in silly shows to like the straight man in some of the most serious <laughs> right. television and just it's just seamless like he's he's one of the most underrated actors in the world right now Ooh, i like that but wow that entire um spiel you just gave was was really hot takey i really enjoyed mm -hmm. the entire thing thank you so in this teaser now i don't really want to spoil it if people haven't seen it but they they're in mexico for whatever reason okay mm -hmm. and it does look like this season may take place mostly in mexico and not as much in the ozarks Okay. Which is kind of exciting. So go watch the teaser. It, it it will get you going a little bit. I'm pretty psyched on it. I I just think this show is is one of the best on TV. 
Like it really is, but it's like I I find myself like exhausted when I finish watching it. So um, this so is, maybe four and four is perfect for yeah, you. Yeah, and I think I think it's like uh, this is going to be just so perfect um, for Netflix. Is it's got to be like behind maybe Stranger Things is like their real premiere television show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, the, we don't watch The Crown, or else we would probably say that because mm-hmm. they love The Crown. They get look at what happens at the Emmys every time. So, but otherwise, yeah, it's a big fucking show for them. Ryan, do you watch the show? I tried to finish season three, and there was too many like campfire chats between Ruth and her brother. Really, going to school. Oh, you quit on it. And I just, I don't know. Like Eric said, it like it became very tiring mm-hmm. and very. I don't know. Just never. It never hooked me. Yeah. The way that. Well, you watched quite a bit of it for you to quit on it. Yeah. The way you you guys did. You gave it a try. Well, I'll tell you what. If this season's really good, Ryan, we'll let you know and you can catch up. I could probably just hop in. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. In just as big of news, um, one of the great rappers of all time, Eminem, is opening up his own restaurant. What do we know about this? All right. So you guys don't know the name of it. I I do. I don't. Do you want to guess what the name is? Um, can I can I ask like one question? Okay, is it movie related? Uh, no. Okay, then I don't have any. Kind of. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Okay, eight eight mile related? Yes. Well, that says yeah. Mm. What was the name of the uh the Mom ro- Spaghetti? Yes. 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 It's yes. called Mom Spaghetti. That's elite. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Nice fucking work. I'm really glad I didn't tell you guys ahead of time. So yes, it is totally eight mile related. It's like, you know, one of the opening lines of his big lose yourself. So yeah, my he's opening a mom spaghetti, probably in Detroit, so I don't think I'll be visiting anytime soon. But when's it uh, opening? I don't know. Who cares? Road trip. I'm going to Detroit in December. Oh, are you really? So I want to know when it's opening. Oh, I guess. All right. Then that is relevant for you. Yeah. I'm going to a Vikings game. Good luck. So Detroit, interesting choice. But I mean, I'm sure it's Detroit's like sweet if you, you know, stay out of certain areas. I don't know. I don't think Detroit's sweet, but I also like to go watch the Vikings. Mm, so it should be a, a good win. chance. But and, plus, I've never been to Detroit. And indoors. And I don't plan on really going back. This is probably a one-time thing. But it can't be worse than Green Bay. Or Indianapolis. <laughs> Yeah. The stadium's probably nicer. Green Bay is like... I know people are like, oh, you just hate the Packers. I'm like, yeah, I do. It's the wrong podcast, though. But I also hate <laughs> Green Bay. It is. All right, guys. Well, Mom Spaghetti it is. Um, nice work, buddy. Yeah. Care a lot, because that's a great name. It's a great name. It is. It's really elite. Uh, all right. The Witcher is renewed for season three. I'm not going to watch this, but you guys are Witcher fans. What do you guys think about this? It makes sense. It's a huge money... It's a big show for them, so... I care. I we don't need to talk about it. I'm it's here not a for surprise. I'm here for the violent sword fights. Yeah, I think I'm Bring excited for. I'm excited for season two. If season two is underwhelming, may not even watch season three. It needs to improve for me. I don't think they would be renewing it if it wasn't going to be good. Yep. But it needs to be uh a, like the same maybe or a little better. If it's any step down, I think I'm off because it's on the edge for me. It's not a great show. I'm going to spoil it, but like the triple timeline thing was dumb. Just give so us, just, confusing. Just dude. give us one. like, dude, I'm not trying to work hard for the show. It's not even that good. Stop making me think so much. And that was coming off of like maybe like a year and a Your half. Your writers and directors aren't smart enough to pull this off and can like keep the audiences up, you know. Well, it was coming like on all this. Uh, maybe like a year and a half off the heels of Westworld season two, <laughs> right. where we were just like, okay. You guys are trying way too hard, and it's all convoluted. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I I care a little bit about this show. Not surprised. I, I I care. I'll I'll check it out. All right, guys. Finally, one of our favorite IPs of all time. If you didn't like this growing up, what was wrong with you? That's Mario. It's getting a movie. Uh, we found out about a pretty huge 
uh, list of, of big celebrities who are going to be voicing characters in what I can only imagine is a cartoon. It is. It's okay. an animated one. Because they yep. did do a live-action one in the past, and it was like just horrible, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it is, but I, I liked it. How much? When was the last time you watched it? Well, okay, that's a good point. Better but I remember worse. I watched it a lot. Like, I watched it. <laughs> Um, they had like that Bob, isn't it, I want to say it's Bob Costas, but obviously Bob it's Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Thank you. And John Leguizamo. Yeah. Was it better or worse than, um, Ninja Turtle? Much worse. Much worse. Okay. Significantly worse. I mean, it was weird. They just made it into like, you know, Bowser was like a businessman oh. and the Mario and his buddy and, and, uh, Luigi were plumbers in New York city that got sucked down into a, a different realm. What? It was really, really out there. Um, this is going to be like probably the most traditional take on Mario where he's animated. He looks like he does in the, the cutscenes of the video games. Um, controversial casting, though, at the top. Uh, I think that down the line, I'm going to go. Do you guys know who's playing I've, Mario? I've seen a few of the names in I it, do. but I don't remember. Okay, so let me go into the ones I'm excited about, and then we'll we'll go to the to Mario. Okay, so okay. Charlie Day as Luigi. Yeah, Fantastic. That'll be, be great. Charlie Day is fantastic. Anya Taylor-Joy as, as you know, Peach, which makes sense. Peach mm-hmm. is very... Whatever. It's not literally sounds just like her. That's that's all you get. She she is also Norwegian. I I did audition, and I didn't get the part. But um, Jack Black's going to be Bowser, which is cool. Michael Keegan-Key is going to be Toad. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. That's great. Which is fantastic. And then Fred Armisen, who I'm the only person that, that loves on this pod, for sure. Um, maybe in the world, actually. Uh, is Cranky Kong, which is... You remember his Donkey Kong's dad in the video games? Yeah. yeah like the gonna old be, man? That's going to be great. Um, but we got Chris Pratt, of course. He leads everything. Chris Pratt has got to be Mario. Um, I Now you're just wondering, like, your mind's racing. Like, is he even going to attempt sort of an Italian accent? Or is he just going to be like wisecracking, charming, you know, guy from like Lego movie? You know, he leads, mm. he, he does so much voice acting. We've heard his voice so much. Um, I don't necessarily love it, but he also is very charming. Like he will do a very good job. And if the script is even borderline funny, he'll probably kill it. So I don't know. But here's the thing that pisses me off. And a lot of people are upset about have you guys watched It's Always Sunny, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. So you got Charlie Day. Yeah. And who's his best buddy on there? Mac. Danny DeVito. N- Danny DeVito, right? Frank. Yeah. And you could have had Danny DeVito be Luigi or be Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just could have teamed up. That would have been think perfect. I think that uh, if I could... Okay. Can we can we cast who we think should be Mario? Yeah. I have. I already have somebody in mind. Okay. Do you, Ryan? I haven't thought about can it. Can you think about it? Okay. Okay. okay go, Jimmy, first. All right. Uh, did you guys watch The Sopranos? No. Okay. The guy that plays Big Pussy. Just that guy. Be like, fuck a Mario, dude. Fuck you. Okay, if I could pick someone to be Mario, I think I would pick um, Vince Vaughn. (laughs) I I really like it. I think I'd pick Vince Vaughn to be Mario. Um, It would be kind of like his character on True Detective. Yeah, right. Uh, Is there a? Yeah, because he did that stupid fucking Italian accent on there. Yeah, I think that's what I would go. Also, yeah. Is there a Luigi? I mean, I'm sorry, a a Yoshi. Uh, There probably will be a Yoshi. I'm. This is all they've announced so far, and I don't think he he ever talks, so I don't think he'll have lines. Okay, he's a dinosaur dude. It's like 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 when you sit on him, it makes that noise. I know. Yeah, play the game. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. So I hope this is good. I. I really like the Sonic movie. I was shocked that that was good. That's live action. Um. You know. Maybe no one cares about this by the time it actually comes out. But I think it's going to make a lot of money. 
It's that illumination. Yeah. They do like Sing and they've done the Minions. It's not my favorite animation company. It's not like it's, you know, Disney or Pixar coming out with this thing. So it's going to be maybe a little second rate anyways. Okay. I, don't, I don't care. You don't care about any of this? Not really. Okay. I don't think I'm going to watch it. It's a huge, huge property. No, I get it. Yeah. I don't really have any interest in a Mario animated TV series. It's not a TV mo- se- movie. Right, right, right. Sorry. Um, I kind of do. I'm excited. I think it's going to look great. I'm, I'm excited to see these characters. I'm as excited. I, I play every fucking Mario game. My kid needs them all. I think we it's going to be like, it's like so much a fun. Lego movie, which will be like fun for everyone. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. I do actually care a little bit. Although Chris Pratt, meh, I'm not going to freak out like the, a lot of the internet has, but it's, uh, it's a little bit, not, it's not very daring. That's for sure. Okay. What about this? Um, you guys, hot wrecks. Here ooh, we ooh. go. Yeah, yeah. You guys watched a show, Squid Game. Sell me on. Oh, Squid Game is wild, man. Um, crazy, hard R-rated, violent, super violent, um, pretty well done South Korean show on Netflix. And it is a plot unlike anything you've ever seen before. Right. Very original. Very original. Um, I mean, I guess the only thing you compare is like Hunger Games, but this is very much set in like today's world. It's not like some, you know, this is what, it's just like, this is supposed to be happening in South Korea right now. Right. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty much like, you know, these people who are super in debt are all sort of like recruited into this game to be like, you can erase your debt and make all this money. Um, if you live. If you live. And they sort of, right away, they're like horrified, but then they kind of are like, well, dude, I, I tried to go back to my life and it fucking sucks. So... I'm going to try this again. Um, it's it's surprising. Like, a lot of times you think they're going to go one way and they go the other. It's really well shot, like, beautifully. And it's really intensely violent. Um, Did you some me- good acting. I don't know. It's sometimes, you know, it's, some South Korean stuff has a bit of the overacting, which is very intentional, physically and with the lines. You know, if there's, like, a funny character, they're very wacky and animated. Uh, I think that's just, like, tropes that, you know, we have a lot of tropes in American movies we don't even notice. And that's one that we maybe would pick up because it's, uh, you know, production from a different country. But yeah, I, all, I really am enjoying this. It's almost like, what's the, uh, what do they call like, Bollywood-ish yeah. at times where it's, like intentionally over the top and that's just like bollywood just has like an action movie with a random dance number in the middle they don't think twice of it right and it's just kind of the way they do things yeah so this eric the violence in here might be at times a bit too much for you however it kind of does fall into that category of like silliness Mm -hmm. of like oh it's just mass murder yeah but it's it's happening so often that it becomes comical in a way yeah we're not comical. It's but not. It's like it's very shocking when it's happening, but it's just like. But initially, you're, I think it's almost pushing you to become desensitized to it as the show goes on, like the people are a little bit that are competing, right? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I didn't mean comical. I guess yeah. I just meant like um, in the sense of like okay, another exaggerated one? Like, yeah, or whatever, like yeah, over yeah. the top, like three hundred was right, which wasn't funny, but it wasn't like you it was didn't like take comic it too book serious. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so comical, just like I said. I'm kidding. I'm, <laughs> nice, I'm, I'm you kidding. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Um, so yeah, Squid Game on Netflix is a wreck. Eric, you'd be fine. It's mostly gun stuff and not knife stuff. Okay, sweet. Okay, I think you should watch it. Uh, I'm using subtitles. What are you doing? Subs, dubs, or subs? Subs, subs, subs. You're both using sub. Yes. Really? Okay. I like original performances. I think even the if dubs, I don't understand the, the language. I so. think the dubs would be impossible to follow. Yeah. Okay. I, I like the subs in this. Um, yeah, man. I think it's a wreck. It's definitely it's definitely a, 
a came out of absolutely nowhere. Shouts to Tony Bolster for even like texting us and being like, "You might want to check this out." Well, also anti shouts to Netflix who like just like, this is another one of those like, "Yeah, we just dropped this." Yep, and just we dropped put a it. Trailer out it for. I a mean, week it was before. toward the top of the the thing. Like, I would have at least seen it, but I might have skipped it. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's definitely a wreck. Okay. I haven't finished it yet, and you did, right? I finished Ryan? it. Yeah. Okay, I'm on like five out of eight. There's not ten, is there? There's nine. There's nine. Nine. All right. Okay, guys, I watched something that's totally on brand for me, and that is Peacock's The Lost Symbol, a Dan Brown story. Mm, okay. I don't think it's called a Dan All Brown right. story. All right, yeah, I think it's Dan Brown's Dan the Brown's Lost The Lost Symbol is what it is, yeah. Um, but anyways, um, this is from the same uh, universe as The Da Vinci Code, which I think everyone read and saw. Uh, you and love I, it. And I, you love it love one of your favorite movies for sure uh it is also uh angels and demons which i loved as well it's also inferno which is just absolutely horrible mm -hmm. um like unwatchably bad which one kind of, of the worst 10 movies i think i've ever seen yeah it was just wow. it was so bad the other two were really good and this one was so bad did they all have tom hanks even the last one they all had tom hanks yep robert langdon so t i i i was thinking it was gonna be a problem because robert langdon is in this show oh and it's not tom hanks so I was like, ugh, the recast. But of is him. he the main guy? Yes. Oh. But but it is supposed to be like a prequel. Okay. So this young is early Robert young Langdon. Robert Langdon, which well, we all was... know that Tom Hanks' face in yeah. older did swell up and get very yes, large. Yes. And so you just pick a guy with a smaller face and you're good to go. So well, and the last symbol was written, I believe, well before the Da Vinci Code. Really? It was one of Dan Brown's earlier novels. So wow. technically Langdon so would have been younger. Treating, they're like treating this with some respect and trying to do it right in some ways. Yes. So there's only two episodes out so far. Okay. This is NBC or is it? No, Peacock, you Peacock, said. Peacock, yeah. Which, which is, is NBC. Okay, got it. Um, So I'm going to give you the good and the bad. All right. The bad is, is it is definitely like a network television show. Okay. And like all the bad parts of network television, which I can't explain, but I can just feel while I'm watching it. You, you can see you, it in the trailers. You, you get. Like, it's just kind of got, like, this cheesy, we're trying to appeal to everyone nature about every show that's on network television mm -hmm. that, like, I can't get through when I'm watching it without mm. seeing it. Okay. But this, deep down, is just a history mystery with all sorts of wacky, kooky turns and lots of like oh gosh we found this piece of paper and it has got this code on it and we have to climb to the top of this building i mean it is just like um national treasure national treasure it's like a video game this is really fun i don't know if it's good at all but it is a wreck for me as it was just a blast like like a wreck as in w-r-e-c-k no or, okay. <laughs> this was a wreck wow this was a hot wreck wow not a not wreck i liked it um i think it's not for everyone um but if you like kind I of a fun just said they were trying to make it <laughs> for everybody they they're trying it's to make it for everyone work. but it's yeah. not going to work for everyone got it got so it. i just think that this show is fun it's just like a like a weird you know over the top like I said, history and mystery. And if you like that kind of thing, you're going to love this show. And if you thought that National Treasure sucked and you thought Da Vinci Code sucked, you're going to think this is really bad. Is this better than Inferno? Yeah. For is sure. it worse than Da Vinci Code? Yeah, absolutely. Is it worse than the middle one? Angel Angel Demons? Demons? Yeah, for sure. 
It's worse than that, too? For sure. Okay, okay. I mean, it's a TV show. It yeah. doesn't have Tom Hanks in it. It doesn't have his big-name people in it. But it's, like, the right level of creepy and violent and spooky. But, like, you know, anyone could watch it. I might try this. I think it's fun. I think you're going to watch it, and you're going to be like, some of the dialogue is horrible. Yeah. But it's a good time. And they're just constantly on these chases where they go into places, and then there's danger, and they didn't know that they were walking into danger. And, oh, they escaped somehow by the skin of their teeth like they always do. With it's just that. the clue they needed. With the clue that they needed. Hell you know? yeah. It's just that. And there's two episodes out. And when I got done watching the second episode, I thought I was like, mm, can't wait to watch the third one. Ooh, and it wasn't that's... there. Oh. So don't, I'm not telling you guys so this is a good show. So now you're on the show. weekly like a plebe, dude. I am. This is not a good show, but it we is a We don't do that here show. at Nordace Podcast. We don't do that shit. Um, well, well, good for you, man. I'm Game glad you're enjoying it. I might check it out. I might, uh, you know, if I'm flipping around. But dude, there's like some TV to watch right now. Yeah, there it's really is. It's crazy, so. Um, so let's run through quickly some of the ones we've already talked about. Um, we'll give some updates or some people who tuned in for the first time. Um, Ryan, you started Only Murders in the Building. What would you think? It's on Hulu. I think it's fantastic. Oh! It's great. It's really fun Love and entertaining. That. And I like the fact that they definitely aren't taking this seriously in a way. Yeah. There are some serious parts and things that are happening, but it's also a very silly look at true crimers. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. come from all walks of life. Uh, they don't know anything about what they're talking about. Yeah. They just think that they do because they've listened to this podcast and now they're they're an expert. Um, I think Martin Short's character is phenomenal. It reminds me a lot of Franz from the other Steve Martin movie, uh, mm-hmm. Father of the Bride. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Where he's playing like the you know the very flamboyant uh, wedding planner guy. I love Martin Short. I think he's so good in this. Um. So. This would be your perfect opportunity to do your like Dutch accent was if impersonating like Franz from uh You probably do better. You've probably seen it more recently, but he's like, Oh look when he was calling like wedding cakes, he was like, Oh, look at this cock. He's like, Oh, we don't do this cock anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um I think Steve Martin is like kinda bland overall, but I think Selena Gomez He's supposed to be kind of the everyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. yeah. And I like where it's headed. Like they, they started to peel the onion. I'm only two episodes in, but they they started to peel the onion back a little bit, and you start to get layers. And Didn't they keep saying that in the show? I think they maybe. Oh, did they? they? Yeah, they seep into onions. my subconscious. They keep saying that in the show. We get another layer of your onion. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're great. They're so cheesy. The people are just like, you know, silly and and fun to root for. So I'm glad you like it. I, I am. I'm, I'm liking gonna, it. Two episodes. I think out. I'm caught up. I mean, I think there's what number six is dropping this week. So. Yeah, we're uh, we're week to week on that too. All right, guys, are you guys watching uh, American Crime Story Impeachment? No, not yet. I plan to. It's on my list. Should I not? Well, I'm gonna watch it, so I don't really care what <laughs> you mean, say right now. Jim, Jimbo, you need to have a conversation with yourself. Like, go for it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I like it? It's okay. I'll see if I like it. It's okay. It's on my list. Maybe this week I'll try to check. I've out watched a it. It's fine. Yeah. You finished it? No, I don't. It's, it's not. I think it's week. You're not week going two. to. I'm gonna finish it. Oh, okay. But I don't, it's it's just okay. Um, I will tell you, though, something that's not just okay. Something that is really good. And I can't believe it's taken me this long to watch it. But that is... Hereditary? Ted Lasso. Oh. Oh, oh my Ted God. Ted Lasso. It's all people talk about to me. Is fantastic. It's really good. Ryan, you watched it. You yes. loved it. Yes. It's great. It's a great show. I think we're like uh, halfway through. My season wife and two. I are going to watch it because literally every single person we come up to is Dude, like, "It's good. are you watching Ted Lasso?" And they assume I am because I'm fucking Jimmy Channel. Jimmy it's Channels. like a hot show, and if if they're watching something, they assume I'm watching. Yeah, it. and I need to, and I will. Ted Lasso. I don't know why I felt so hesitant to watch it. I think I just was like, "It's going to be cheesy." I just kept thinking, "It's going to be really cheesy. It's going to be really cheesy," and that isn't for me. 
But I literally just went on a whole spiel about how I loved the cheesy <laughs> right, yeah. Dan Brown show on Peacock. <laughs> so I think I do like cheesy. And um, I thought that this is the right level of like heartwarming, sad, funny, cheesy. It's a little of everything. And yeah. Sudeikis it's is like a, just... It's like a, an adult show for adults that has swearing. But it's not yeah. dark and depressing. It doesn't beat you over the head with dark themes or anything. So It's like a feel-good show that has some serious, hard-hitting moments. And that feel like real life. Yeah, and yeah. Sudeikis is just like magical. I, I just don't know if there is a better match of of character and actor that I've seen in a while. He's, well, Roy Kent. Yes, <laughs> he's. It's just it's just a really good show. So I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, yeah, aren't you so glad that NBC paid for the Premier League five years ago so they could make those promos? Yes. to create this character. Yes. to then spin off into its own show, and now it wins every every Emmy. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty weird story. Okay. Um, so, Jimbo, what up? Are you watching Ted Lasso? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ask me again next week, bro. You can. I, I will start this week. All right. And finally, uh, you guys, we're all watching uh, Why the Last Man. Ryan, you watched the first couple episodes. What would you think? Uh, it was kind of boring. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I really was hyping the show for a long time. This is one that I'm surprised is not hitting a little harder. It's, it's pretty underwhelming. This I will feels continue like... to watch it. I'm caught up. I think I've watched four, and that's how many are out. Um, yeah, what did you think, man? It feels like, to me, it should have been on Fox. Yeah. Like, Network It doesn't Fox. feel like FX, does it? Does it does not. I know. What the fuck? How did they it's let that slow. happen? It's slow. It's boring. Like, some of the dialogue in the first episode about the magic job was just made me want to, like, rub the insides of my eyelids, where you're just like, why? Yeah. Why? This has been going on for 10 minutes? I know. Like, this is... I'm supposed to be getting to, like, the end of, like, the male civilization on Earth, and this is what we've been talking about. I don't know. I mean, I get it. They want to set him up as, like, before the world ended, he was a fucking loser who was interested in shit that nobody cared about. Um... I get that. But, but you the, know that's going to come into play yeah, later. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed. There's definitely some strong characters emerging after five episodes, but it's really slow. Uh, Diane Lane is great. Like, she's, she's really, good. really strong performance. I don't know her name because she hasn't been anything, but she's like this black spy super soldier, and she's fantastic. Like, I haven't seen her anything before. Um, but is that enough? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I might quit any day now, but I'm so far, I'm still watching. It's been rough. Yeah. It's rough I've watched five hours of yeah. it. So I think I, someone I know, is going to have I'd... to tell me, like, no, stick with it for me to go back. And I'll I'll, I'll see. I'll see. But yeah. it, after five, I that's... That's more than my three that I usually give. So and they're like an hour. I'm only giving it five because I <laughs> hyped it up for like two years. Yeah, and they're they're like an hour five minutes too. Yeah, like so. Anyway, it, I, we cannot wreck this show right now. Can't, unfortunately. Nope. Wow. All right, guys, it's time for what we watch. <laughs> Oh, what a song. What a movie. I miss Adele. I miss Adele, too. I know, right? Here's the deal, guys. Vocal problems. What a great fucking song. I think that that is probably the best song for a movie ever. I mean, it it did win, uh, you know, the Academy Award. For the best song, right? Yeah, for best song written for a movie, which is... Oh, I think it won... I thought it won best song of the year. Oh, like at... Well, that wouldn't be an Academy Award. Probably won a Grammy, too. I don't really know. Great song. And I like how, like, this movie 
had better music and and soundtrack than others and um because they could make little orchestral versions of the bond theme which they did a lot which they always do um but they could also use those refrains and those like little keys uh from that song so they knew what they had when they did it and also just in general this the visuals that go with it one of the coolest and best looking bond openings agreed ever and they let the whole song play through and it's worth it yeah that's a that's an adele banger yeah, and we don't even get, I mean, we get a quite an extended action scene before we even get that, which we get these cold opens in a lot of Bond movies yep. before they, you know, they do the bullet shot and then they do the song. Um, but this was like 20 minutes. This is a long movie in general. Yeah, that was a long chase scene. Yeah. Um, you know, you get that iconic him jumping off the, the like, front end loader onto the back of, like, a blown open, like, train and adjusting his, like, you know, cuff. Yeah. Oh, oh fucking fix, you can chills. Fix, fix the cufflinks like that. So yeah. cool, dude. Um, I love that whole first chase. It's awesome. And the whole fight through the train, on top of the train. Mm-hmm. And then you have M saying, take the shot. Take the bloody shot. Yeah. And then Bond is hit, and he is down. Oof. Yeah, uh, he falls off of the train. Into, you got, did you guys get shades of Sherlock? Yeah. When he yeah, gets shot, bit. and he yeah. goes over the waterfall, presumed dead. Yeah. Very Sherlockian. Mm-hmm. Um, and in general, before that, I was like, you know, like the last movie, Quantum of Solace, opened up right as the one previous had ended. Mm-hmm. And this one, they opened up on an unnamed mission. He was he had a short, like cr- close cropped haircut. He was wearing an earpiece mm-hmm. and taking orders. And it felt like he's a real an agent of the government in this yeah. one, which is kind of foreshadowing for like how the government is going to essentially fall and his backup is all going to fall. Yeah. And he'll be the only one left. I just really um, thought this movie started off in a cool way. You knew he wouldn't be dead, but it as he falls and he's like floating through the water, he's pulled down by a giant hand and Skyfall by Adele, which we just yeah. listened to, hits. It's a great opening little song there as well. And then uh, you see that they're like mourning. M is mourning his death, writing his obituary, and MI6 gets attacked. Um, there's like a virus on our computer, and then there's a big explosion um, from a gas leak that was obviously started by a hacker um, from exactly where her office was. So wanted her to see it, didn't want it to kill her. Mm-hmm. Um, Bond shows up at her house. Is that right? Yeah, he was just down getting drunk as fuck, um, not taking care of himself in a really rough, rough way. Yeah. Like not uh, sleeping. Yeah, banging random chicks um, playing scorpion shots yeah right the scorpion shot game yeah that's pretty cool that yeah, was kind of cool that was actually cool uh he shows up and then they decide well he's been away he needs to um you know go through testing mental and physical testing and for the first time you see kind of like a like a broken down bond and mm-hmm. um chink or, in the armor or as sure. as uh dc calls it uh the beginning of batman's story right where he's just already like a yeah. broken old but, man yeah, exactly. But we've gotten three. Yeah, movies. right. Moment. Exactly. So um, one thing I, I thought early on was like, wow, this feels a little bit more like a Mission Impossible movie, one of the later stage Mission Impossible movies. And literally, what did they lose in that hard drive? The knock list. Yeah, it was literally the list of all the agents, yeah. real identities all over the world. And it's like, yeah, this is, you know, it feels like MI5, but it this plot is a little bit MI1. So um, they're all bo- borrowing from each other at this point. You know, the, we've done Born, we've done Mission, now we're doing Bond. It's They they all kind of mel- meld together a little bit. Well, in good like, ways. They're taking the good stuff from each other. That's so it's like good. the most obvious thing they would try to hack in and steal. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like agent names. Right. I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, but that was kind of, and that was the start. That wasn't the end goal. That wasn't the whole movie. Uh, but that was clearly, you know, this guy's first move. So you see like a struggling Bond. He is having a hard 
hard time with like the tests of strength and um, conditioning. He walks out of a, a talk with a therapist or a psychiatrist. He, um, he can't hit the targets when he shoots. And then he like cuts out these bullet fragments from where he got shot. And they find out like it was this bullet that could have killed him. And only a few people in the world use them. And so it kind of leads them to his target going after this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He meets Mallory for the first time, who is Ray Fiennes, who I thought was awesome because he's awesome in everything. Oh, dude. Fantastic addition is sort of this really unlikable uh, government guy. Um, you know, you assume he's just sort of some kind of suit that gets to push people around because he's in power. And boy, does and, he wear and, a suit. Oh, he like, kills it. Yeah. I mean, with the suspenders and everything. Like, he fits the full the part. British. Yeah. Full British sure. politician. Uh, but then, you know, as the movie goes on, he has some moments to be heroic and some moments to make the right decisions. And you're like, okay, actually, he is, you know, he, and then you find out he had, you know, a history as a soldier. Um, and, you know, well, I won't we'll get spoil to, we'll the get ending. To that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But go ahead. So he ends up getting sent out to act, even though he is in no shape to do so. Right. They send him off to Shanghai to find this guy who was this assassin who had attempted to kill him. And he has a really visually amazing scene as he like chases him through this fancy building at night. There's all these mm-hmm. lights that are shining off the building. Really cool. Glass, shit, yeah. you know, walls that you're looking through and he fights him after watching a guy get assassinated. It was very Blade Runner-y. Yes. Yes. At that point. yes. yes. Yeah. Hey, Bla- funny you say that. You know who the DP on it was? Roger Deakins. Deakins was, the was? D- yeah, really? Wow. Was the DP on this movie. There you go. Nice work. So... I thought this was beautiful. The scene was amazing. The guy falls out the window and Bond uh, loses his lead, but he finds a chip to a casino uh, in the guy's stuff. And so he goes to this casino and he meets this woman who obviously is hanging with the enemy. Yeah, not happy. Um, You get some really classic Bond stuff here. You get James. This is like throwback Bond. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Him like at a casino, being cool, getting his drink shaken. Uh, you know, saying Bond, James Bond, delivering his the line, which is one of the first times he's actually done some of these tropey things. He's dapped to but, the nines in the tux. But dude, yeah. Craig does everything in this movie. He does the downtrodden. He does like the the you know perfect Bond. This is his like movie to shine. He is so fucking good in this mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. He gets in a fight. She says, the guy who she's working for, um, he's really scary. You don't understand. And then he says, bring me to him. She says, can you kill him? And he says, yes. And she says, no, will you kill him? And he says, yes. Um, She says, they are going to kill you when I leave. But if you survive, here's where I'm going to be. Yeah. He fights off these guys in a well, great so this scene. was uh, um, r- right before that. He took that chip and had had cashed it in, and it was worth a lot of money. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know where you get that chip. I didn't understand that. That part. was what he got in the briefcase from the guy that he yeah. killed the and pushed out the window. The only thing he found, the only clue he had of where to go next, was, like this, a, was this five hundred thousand oh. dollar, you know, chip or something. Like okay, that. yeah. So he had all that money. Okay, okay. So then everyone assumed that he was the assassin. Because they probably had never seen the guy who was supposed mm-hmm. to do the killing. They assumed he was the assassin. Yes, yes, yes. And so then they were going to take his money. So then he jumps on a Komodo dragon. That was literally unforgivable. Um, what do you mean jumps on it? He fell into the pit. They knocked him over. Yeah, I know. He falls into a pit. And Komodo dragons just aren't that big, by the way, to take down a huge 300-pound man and eat him. But whatever. I'm going to forgive that. But he literally... Did you see how he runs and jumps off the back of the Komodo dragon? No, I don't to, to reach up no. to get out of the pit? That's pretty oh. bad. But he literally, I mean, it's like you talk about jumping the shark. Sure. But remember, a Komodo dragon, one one nick of its tooth on the leg of a cow kills it. Yeah. Okay. Didn't you watch... So uh, poisonous. Didn't, oh, really? Didn't you watch uh, Earth 2 or whatever? 
Yeah, no, they're like I... the most poisonous animal. Like that's nasty. Yeah, they're really gross. Yeah, they take down like wildebeests. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So he's in there. He fights off these guys. They get overweight killed. Chinese dude doesn't mean anything to them. He, okay. He shows up in the woman's shower. He, you know, makes that was, that was again a very uh, James Bond old school moment. Yeah. Of like, yeah, I know you're naked in here. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna come in there I'm naked just coming too. In. And of course, because it's Bond, she was good at it. So they instantly get on a boat and go to this island to meet her boss. And yeah. I thought this was really This cool. is where the movie changes. And now you sort of get act two like in your face with a huge transition to act two. Um, one, an hour and ten before we even hear the voice or, or he- get the you know visage of the actual villain. So I don't, this movie took its time. I don't know if there is a character that I like more. Than Javier Bardem's character in this movie. Yeah, Javier Bardem's character in No Country for Old Men, probably. But does he um, talk like this? No, he talks totally differently. This dude but is, that's how he's, good. He's so good. He's so creepy. Mm-hmm. He's so unhinged, but at the same time, he's in control, cerebral, and in control, and on top of everything. He's two moves ahead of you, but he is hardly in control of his own emotions and mental health and he's just such a complicated character that i was just infatuated anytime he was on the screen mm-hmm. he's messing with everyone he's uh coming on to bond just to probably make himself laugh he's just he's perfect in this mm-hmm. uh he's so evil when he brings bond outside knowing all of bond's test results he brings him out and has uh, a test of skill where they're gonna shoot off uh like black powder pistols yeah mm-hmm. of of this girl who brought him there and um bond doesn't want to shoot her intentionally misses javier bardem's character which we know as silva i believe silva yeah mm-hmm. silva just intentionally shoots her right away he says what do you think about that bond obviously kind of upset by that but he says i think it's a waste of good whiskey right yeah well you know he changed the game changed the rules and and won by knocking the cup off by just shooting her um at which point bond like does some moves and escapes or like takes control and i'm like he could have done that before that chick got shot yeah but <laughs> bond uh, escapes though he has a gun now all the helicopters come well, in i think you had to that was um you kind of knew there was something wrong with silva but that was the moment to show like yeah he's kind of off his rocker right he just, he just like just in cold blood just killed her his whole story about the, the rats r- and the coconuts is like one of my favorite scenes in movies mm-hmm. he walks across the room the first time you see him yes he has like a 45 second walk across a long room where he could not be taking his time anymore and bond has no idea who he is and he tells this entire story about how you get rats off the island and how they eat each and other and just honestly the the way that was shot and written and directed it was amazing and it looked so cool because you could you didn't get any detail of what he looked like from the one side of the room yeah you just got his creepy voice and then he, as he walks across, that he's delivering this line as he's walking. Like they're he's recording. It's, it's a it. monologue. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is, but it's so well timed that he finishes it right as he approaches Bond. I mean, it's just like mm. the coolest intro to a villain maybe ever. I don't know. Yeah, shout out to Sam Mendes. Yeah, really top notch director and producer. Did a hell of, this. of a job with yeah. this. I, I yeah, I thought this part was flawless, and like you're just instantly so in on this 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 villain. Um, 
by far the best of the the villains we've seen so far. In these Not Bond even movies. close. Yeah, I mean, he just blows the first two movies out of the water. Um, I second, mean, I really like Le Chief, sure. but like Le Chief was very insecure and was kind of meant to be the stepping stone guy. Yeah, I thought he just did awesome. I love Mads Mikkelsen in that movie, but this was like a truly scary powerful guy and he was also kind of one-dimensional mm-hmm. right it was like oh i lost a bunch of money and now i gotta try and make it back there wasn't now, a, there wasn't a ton of complications is this there. meant to be that same shadow organization this is yes. a, this is a different he's not the leader of that organization no no no, 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 no. no. so this, this is, is truly a sidestep away agreed yes. from the, the the story that they'd done for the previous two okay yeah. I, I think he's he's has some connection to it which we'll find out in the next movie okay but everyone the idea is kind of like they're all part of one of these tentacles of this organization sure. got it but it wasn't as overt yes. as it had been in the previous two okay okay um so this movie was a lot about um m and bond's past yeah and so i mean that's the story they were really trying to tell they use <clears throat> silva to get there for a lot of it they bring him in and we find out that he was a past member of mi he was a double o himself and he was like you know went too far One of the best but yeah went too far did things that were were gonna get them in trouble and so m traded him to the chinese for uh, a bunch of of people from their branch or whatever right and then he tried to take the cyanide tablet that was in his tooth and all it did was like badly harmed him um yeah like fucked him up so then he has that really memorable scene where he removes his like uh prosthetic, prosthetic yeah. that's kind of like under his skin and it, it's really haunting yeah um i can close my eyes and, and see it, it. Yeah, yeah very very cool really memorable stuff and the way that they did the the cg was pretty good mm-hmm. a little sloppy but like not even, quite on, on rewatch not quite as like realistic as i remember but very cool and very scary and they made it really short yeah but like the way his like voice changed even was like a nice touch you know to like make him seem that much more sinister yeah 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 so it was all part of his plan though he wanted to be captured just like loki just like i mean I the joker in, any other joker, any other movie yeah, plot. like yeah you know, i mean he was captured at like the minute 40 or the hour 40 mark of a almost <coughs> two and a half hour movie so you knew he was gonna escape which he did um he gets away there's a, another big chase scene there's like that really cool memorable scene where he you know blows up a, a, a hole in the subway and then the subway comes through um james bond has to dive out of the way of a fucking you know falling subway car pretty cool stuff which was like the most unrealistic part of the film yeah but it still was kind of cool yeah you know you i don't know he had to do something drastic to get out of james bond's you know grasp right so they foil the plot to to kill to assassinate m um and then from there it's like okay we're compromised we can't stay safe Mm -mm -mm. what else happens no you skipped it so he he's dressed as the police officer there. Yeah. Gets away from James. That's when they start heading to Parliament. Right. And so then you have like one of the most memorable scenes was M like kind of put on trial in front of a lot of these, you know, whatever oversight committee, if you will. And she's reading the poem. And then there's the music playing in the background. And in, and then, you know, outside of this room that they're in is Silva and his henchmen just shooting people and guards and stuff like very mercilessly kick open the door just as she finishes the you know the lord tennyson poem Mm -hmm. and he's got the gun pointed right at her and couldn't pull the trigger immediately yeah couldn't do it they mallory saves her yeah get into a big shootout mallory shows some type of valor and bond shows up and it's an absolute shootout um he eventually escapes with m 
and decides we've got to get out of town. He does another cool Bond move here, though, when he shoots the uh, yeah. fire extinguishers yeah. and then just kind of calmly walks across the room. Yeah, it was really cool. In a hail of gunfire. Right. He goes, they, they end up driving to a place he knows to be safe, his childhood home in Scotland. So is he from Scotland then? He's a Scottish guy. I think it was like a summer home or something. Okay. I don't know. But anyways. He they, came from money, but we learn his kind of dark past, his parents. They also switched cars. I don't know how his parents died, did they say? His parents were killed while he was in the home, and it was very he was in the in a hiding place for two days, and it was very traumatic for yeah, him. Yeah, not in this movie, I don't think they said And it. he was recruited, you know, after that as, a, as an orphan, because that's what works so well. Yeah. So they get him, he goes to his childhood home, and you find, like, the groundskeeper of the house. The caretaker. The caretaker yeah. is, is still there. Um, Who's awesome, by the way. Yeah, I loved him. His voice, I wish he could, like, read me bedtime stories. Yeah. Like, it was, they're phenomenal. That was great. They decide, hey, Kevin McAllister style. This is, yeah, this the last is our house. Yeah. Now we get home alone. This is the Alamo. We've got to we've got to protect our house. So they literally <laughs> they're rigging up they, like chandeliers with explosives and this was great. I loved it all. Yeah, I and loved they it. did it. I'll say this: like they did it in such a way that when the whole thing went down and the army shows up, I believed that they that they pulled it off. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, they made me believe that three people and two of them geriatric and they have one rifle could do this much damage and stave off this army as long as they did. Also, they kept calling it a rifle. It was a side-by-side shotgun. Yeah, I noticed that. They're like, this is your father's old hunting rifle. Like, um, no, that's a shotgun. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Okay. Maybe the vernacular is... different in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it means the same thing, you know? I... Like this whole thing, uh, you have Silva shows up after a lot of his guys needlessly die. Well, uh, he, s- he sent them in to, you know, have them run out of ammo, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all he did was really give James Bond more guns. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Bond's like, now he has a scope and a clip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Bond arms himself up. He gets uh, the others out of there. And then he's going to have his last stand with uh silva and silva shows up with a big helicopter and a big team he's throwing like little explosives like little flashbang grenade things they're like incendiaries to like burn the place down yeah it was pretty cool he it was pretty badass for him just to toss those in he's just walking around the outside throwing these in yeah like talking to himself like Mm -hmm. dude there's a hell nobody can hear you yeah Yeah. (laughs) literally nobody can hear you we can barely hear you on the movie yeah bond decides you know what we're gonna I'm going to just blow this place up. He finds these gas canisters, which for whatever reason, when he was home aloneing the place, he didn't grab. This time he does. Yep. Lights a fuse, blows the place up. And you get this like weird chase where um, Silva doesn't, he, he doubts Bond is dead, but he knows that the house blowing up wasn't great for Bond. Uh, he well, says, make his, sure you, you find him and that he's dead. His yeah. goal is not to kill Bond. No. Right. His, he's after M. Yeah. He finds, or he sees M and the caretaker off in the distance and is like, this is my moment. For some reason, they had the flashlight on. I fucking don't know. Oh, so stupid. Yeah. I would be hiding in the brush for like 10 hours straight. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, no one will find me. So, there. okay, let's just wrap it up at the church here. Um, well, there's a big on-ice scene, which is a little over the top, but they end up getting into the church. Yeah. M is bleeding, and Silva is so creepy around her. I just, I he's amazing. I know. He's, it's like, like you a, can't tell if he, he wants, wants to, to have sex with her, or is it a mother? mother or leaf? murder her. And he like, says, like, yeah. mom, or mother. Oh, I was like, what's all? Like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so, like, he uh, once again, I'm like, this is so unrealistic. He's doing this fucking stalling villain thing that's the most oldest trope in the world. Like, he's got to have this monologue with her but i realized when 
M died that he just knew that she was gone and so he didn't have to shoot her he didn't have to like you know um he wanted to kill the they want he wanted them to die together mm-hmm. uh which did actually happen um yeah m killed him or excuse me bond killed yeah what what's his name silva silva, silva. and yeah and the only people that walk out of there are the caretaker and bond we're not sure what his real name was silva's i don't think that was his name. i think that was like his james yeah. bond name and he was like, you remember it. Say my name. Well, I mean, Bond's name was Bond. Was I mean, his dad's oh, name yeah. was James Bond on the... Right. I mean, uh, on the, William Bond on or the whatever. headstone. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish it wasn't. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, pretty intense stuff. Uh, what happens in the aftermath now? So, like, M is dead, and then they have some, you know, funeral scenes and stuff. What happened? I can't remember. Um, um, Mallory takes over. Mallory, Mallory takes over. Yes, and yes, the... and they have, like, get ready to get to work, James. Yeah. Like, the last scene is him saying, are you ready to get back to work? And he's like, you know it, pretty much. And then he's like... M. He says that right to him at the end. So you realize that that Mallory's taking over as the new M. Yep. This, which yep. Is, which, which is, is crazy because like the writing was on the wall the entire time. His name is Mallory. Yeah. M. M. Yeah. 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 But I I remember watching this movie in theaters being devastated. Yeah. That M had died because yeah, they didn't. I give forgot. You, they that didn't she give was going to die. They didn't give you any indication. You know, they she was under fire once. But they never, she never let anyone see it, you know, her character, like never let anyone see that she was hurt until they got to the church. And then the dude was like, oh, like basically like, oh shit. Yeah. That's really fucking bad. Right. Yeah. Um, so so that, she was going to die anyways. And she did. Um, I think that was, that was really surprising for me. I, I, I had forgotten that she didn't make it, you know, and I then it's it, sort of awkward because it's like, was Bond's idea to go and protect her there? And they didn't really have a lot of aftermath of like him getting asked a lot of questions like, what was your plan now? Because she's dead. Like, it didn't work. Um, you know, obviously, his the odds were not in his favor. And for him to keep her alive as long as he did and to make it out alive himself and to kill the bad guy was a win. Um, but still, you know, pretty devastating for him. Well, I think after what happened in Parliament, the idea was to, you know, save as many other people in Q Branch as possible. And get her out of there. And get too. her out of there. And if that means, again, she traded Silva's life for a bunch of other agents. Yeah. And so, in a way, that's kind of what she was doing. She kind of wondered, am I trading my own? Trading her own yeah. life for to you save know, the rest of the people. Epic, epic movie. A little long, maybe, for me. I was like, damn, this motherfucker's still going. But uh, yeah. So, what did you guys think? I mean... I loved it. It probably wasn't as good as Casino Royale to me. Okay. But it was right there. If Casino Royale was like a 96, I think this was like a... Like a 92? I gave a... So I gave Casino Royale a 99, and I stick with that. I give this a 95. I, I loved it. It is the second best Bond movie ever so far that I've, you know... See, this one for me is a 98. Okay. This one is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Easily over Quantum of Solace, obviously. For I sure. I think Casino Royale is fantastic. I think... All things considered, Silva puts this one mm, over yeah. the top. He does. Of Casino Royale for me. He does. I just, I, maybe it's, I may be biased just because I've seen it more often, but it feels much more memorable to me, like the moments of Casino Royale. So I still put that ahead. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. And up next, guys, we have Spectre, the last Spectre. of these new ones before No Time to Die comes out. So. And No Time to Die comes out and we can watch it before uh, in two weeks? Yeah. Oh my God! Well, we got to plan that. Yeah, we got to get to that. It's exciting, unbelievable. Super exciting. Yeah, can't wait. Big time. All right, guys, that is it. That is all the time we have on this episode of the Nord East Podcast. Uh, check out our sportscast from earlier this week. It was awesome, and we'll talk to you guys uh, later.